Listen, do you hear that sound? It started low, but it's getting progressively louder. Into a crescendo, even louder. Irresistible ending in an ear-splitting blast of mass disruption. That's the sound of America's economic and political systems crashing to the ground. But we have a plan. We will be ready to restore political sanity. We will be ready to answer the call of productive America. We will restore America's industrial base and put America back to work. We will shut down political correctness and restore decency and positive media to America. We will save our constitution, our traditional way of life, our customs, and religion. We will restore sound money and crush the debt-based system of monetary slavery. And we will end America's foreign misadventures. We are the American Freedom Party, and we have a plan. Learn more about us, theamericanfreedomparty.us. What would your life be like if you woke up each morning with new vitality, feeling better than you have in years, and you noticed a difference in your sleeping patterns, blood sugar levels, and had a sense of well-being overall? There's something that is changing thousands of people's lives, and you could be one of them. It's called Heart and Body Extract. Sharon Harris, co-creator of Heart and Body Extract, talks about the positive effects of Heart and Body Extract. What happens with the formula Heart and Body Extract is it's giving the body the necessary vitamins, minerals, amino acids, enzymes, and phytonutrients so, so the body will heal itself. And yes, the body does have the ability to balance blood pressure, balance cholesterol, clean and unclog the arteries. It can also work on uh, balancing the circulation for diabetics. So the body is an amazing thing. It simply needs some help so it has the tools to heal itself. Heart and body extract gets results. To order your two-month supply, call now, toll-free at 866-295-5305. Order online at hbextract.com. In ancient times, man roamed the earth in a constant state of hunting or being hunted. Introducing Caveman, where cutting-edge science meets ancient super nutrients. Secure your bottle right now at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to Resolution Radio. Welcome to American Dissident Voices. I'm Kevin Alfred Strom. A few weeks ago, I noted the rather extreme fawning toward Jews exemplified by the Florida governor, to whom more and more people are starting to refer as Ron DeShabos. Quote, DeSantis signs bills in foreign countries written by foreigners to make criticism of those foreigners into a felony in Florida. Not acceptable. It is a symbolic bowing to his masters in a place sacred to his masters, signaling he wants their approval for a move up something that only they really decide. Close quote. The purpose of signing that bill was to please Jews, and in case that wasn't obvious enough to the 
Jewish media and donor classes that are his real audience, DeSantis signed the bill while in Israel. Basically, flyering with a message that Jews don't like is now a felony if the flyer gets onto the private property of one of God's darlings. Flyering with any message whatsoever has never been a crime, much less a felony heretofore in this country. In the bill, the definitions of littering and harassment are being wildly stretched so that the divine beings can be maximally protected. A DeSantis apologist wrote to me, arguing that it is still perfectly legal to criticize Jews in Florida. Yes, and if things keep going in the direction being pioneered by DeSantis, it will continue to be legal long into the future to criticize Jews in Florida, so long as you do it in a low whisper to no more than one other person behind the closed doors of your private residence. If you fail to observe these very reasonable restrictions, you may or may not have direct legal consequences, depending on the next few bills that Waterboy Ron decides to sign in the viper's nest. But thanks to Jewish money and media power, if you do such a thing today and it becomes publicly known, unless you have a totally independent source of income, you already will suffer catastrophic career consequences, and not just in Florida. The Jewish-controlled media and the ADL and other Jewish groups will see to that. And it is these life-destroyers that Ron Boy pretends to believe are weak, persecuted, and in need of special protection. The essayist and researcher Hadding Scott wrote recently, quote, It is eye-opening to observe that no matter how obsequiously Ron DeSantis kisses Jewish rump, most Jews still view him as an enemy and interpret his actions accordingly. I don't believe that there is anything that DeSantis can do that will ever make most Jews not dislike him. Close quote. Another insightful writer, John Young, suggested, quote, This sort of law, similar to the papers of Israeli fealty people had to sign to get hurricane relief funds in Texas, calls considerable attention to the Jewish problem among people who otherwise would have been unaware of its existence. Although this is obviously an immense evil, it also gives people an interesting opportunity. Obviously, I support Israeli airstrikes that kill Palestinian children. I would go to jail if I opposed it. No, of course, I would never criticize Senator Schumer, that could easily be construed as illegal because he is Jewish. I can't criticize CNN because it is run by a Jew. It could also be used to force the existing situation more into the light, 
through a form of acceleration. For example, propose a law that all Florida legislation must be approved by the Israeli Knesset to become law. And, of course, file criminal complaints of anti-Semitism against any legislator who opposes it. Set up a civil rights disaster by proposing that only Jews should be allowed to vote in Florida. And again, maintain that any opposition to this is anti-Semitism. This could bring down the entire civil rights infrastructure. Close quote. Now, is it possible that Ron DeSantis truly believes the things he says in his Twitter feed and on his campaign websites, that he is an enemy of quote-unquote woke leftism and the more extreme forms of anti-white ideology, that he wants to punish Jewish-run Disney for its horrific crimes against our children, that he wants to put the brakes on the pervert propaganda and genital mutilation of our children. Yes, it is possible, though politicians have a terrible record for truth-telling. But if that is true, he apparently also believes that to get into a position where he can affect such ideas, he needs to pander to the Jews harder than anyone else in the running, something that all American politicians learn early in their careers. And by so pandering, he will be put in the same position as Donald Trump required to appoint Jews, pass laws suggested and written by Jews, and to always hold back from the full truth when it comes to issues that are important to Jews. And race is all important to Jews. Not just the protection of their own race, but hobbling weakening and getting as close as possible to actually killing the European race without having to openly admit they are doing so. DeSantis would be approved to talk a good game to please white conservatives and populists, but he wouldn't be allowed to get within a mile of the issue of the impending death of the white race in North America, and not within 10,000 miles of the Jewish responsibility for that death. After I wrote about this Florida bill, I got another response from a pro-white fellow who thought it was wrong of me to point out DeSantis's bowing to Jewish power, and also wrong for me to call out the Jewish power structure generally as our race's primary enemy. He claimed that we should simply be quote-unquote white positive and criticize all anti-whites without noticing or mentioning Jews or Jewishness. This, he suggested, would be an easier sell to fair-minded and even-handed whites. I can't agree with that. I think 
naming the group that is the prime mover behind the war on whites is absolutely of the essence. No one who doesn't know who is enemy even is can possibly defeat that enemy. Perhaps some of these never-mentioned Jewish power white positive folks think they will get a pass from the enemies of life if they can be seen vigorously screaming at us that Jim at the barbershop who watches CNN is just as much of an adversary as Soros and Greenblatt. Not only is this absurd, not one of us who impedes the anti-white aggression of the Jewish power structure in even the smallest way is going to get a pass, not even Deshabos. But it is also misleading, shunting good white folks who might otherwise become a part of the real white resistance into a blind alley in which allegedly pro-white social media influencers and stars of the moment mislead them into obeying the same self-censorship that Jonathan Greenblatt wants them to observe. That's the kind of own goal that would make the CIA and the Mossad proud. Another writer from the white positive crowd then claimed that Sweden and other countries where Jews are a lot less prominent than in the U.S. were just as anti-white as the U.S. It's a mistake to view the West in that fractured way. The American empire, which has been turned into a semi-covert Jewish empire, sets the standards to a large extent for the entire West. International media corporations and their productions and the domination of the universities worldwide by the multiracialists' anti-morality extend their tentacles deeply into all countries, especially Western countries, and all our Jewish projects. Furthermore, the Jewish-controlled U.S., whose favor all are forced to seek in the West, would exact punishment on any nation which openly opposed the Jewish agendas of diversity and sexual degeneracy and sterility. And the leadership class, those on the fake left and the fake right who are allowed to even approach high office in the so-called democracies, is curated in the West by a Jewish-dominated clique. Outsiders and dissenters are not allowed. And one could argue that Christianity itself is an ancient Jewish project that has, on a few occasions, gone out of control from its inventor's point of view. I admit that the prevailing anti-white, anti-morality has taken on a life of its own, true, but its creators and early leading figures were all Jews, and I doubt it could survive very long without them. 
the Jewish slash fake leftist media academic establishment created a new moral paradigm under which America had to become multiracial or be evil. Then the former majority lost its belief in itself. Not all of us, though, have lost our belief in ourselves. We are, after all, the descendants of the race that built the greatest civilizations the world has ever seen, who discovered the scientific principle and who first walked upon the face of another world. We can defeat this slimy tribe of liars and usurers. The extreme actions of the Jewish power structure, taking away our First Amendment and Second Amendment rights, perverting and sterilizing our young people, forcing our children into schools that are more and more becoming violent cauldrons of anti-white hate, are, despite media cover-ups, having one positive effect. There are now millions of heretofore quiet and law-abiding folks who have soberly noted the corporate lefts, the medias, the governments, and the Jewish advocacy groups targeting of their children for a future of degeneracy and sterility, and who also grimly realize that the political system offers them no redress. They are taking names. They need to know they are not alone. They need the message of hope of the National Alliance. Using ad agencies, platitudes, and focus group-tested talking points to convince a majority of the poorly informed to like you is a terrible way to choose a leader. It is time for a new system under which decision-makers are chosen based on the highest character, great abilities, excellence, and above all, Loyalty to and service of the race. Getting the approval of a majority of the rubes should have nothing to do with it. Millions of our people need the message of hope that there are others who agree with them and who are right now forging a majority of will and determination that has determined to do the right thing. Establish a white nation once again, without asking permission, either from the dull majority or from those who are determined to exterminate us. Please help us spread that message far and wide today.
You're listening to Resolution Radio, Radio, Radio. ResolutionRDO.com My brothers, my sisters, I bring you a message of solidarity, a call to action, and a demand for adherence to duty of an Aryan resurgence and ultimately total Aryan victory. We have broken the chains of Jewish thought. We know not the meaning of the word mine, it is ours. Our race, the totality of our people. Ten hearts, one beat. One hundred hearts, one beat. Ten thousand hearts, one beat. We are born to fight and to die and to continue the flow. The flow of our people. Onward we will go, onward to the stars, high above the mud, the mud of yellow, black and brown. So kinsman, duty calls. The future is now. If months from now you have not yet fully committed yourself to the Alliance, then you have in effect not only betrayed your race, you have betrayed yourself. So stand up like men and drive the enemy into the sea. Stand up like men and swear a sacred oath upon the green graves of our sires that you will reclaim what our forefathers discovered, explored, conquered, settled, built, and died for. Stand up like men and reclaim our soil. Kinsmen, arise. Look towards the stars and proclaim our destiny. Defeat never, victory forever. Thanks for listening to Project Schoolyard Volume 2. For more information about the project, as well as lyric to the songs on this CD, please visit www.tightrope.cc. You can also find jokes, news articles, a photo gallery, free CD downloads, and a secure online shopping cart. We carry a full line of flags, t-shirts, CDs, books, stickers, and other products of interest to racially conscious white people. Please visit www.tightrope.cc. Team at Antelope Hill is proud to announce the release of a new translation, Leon de Grel in Exile by Jose Luis Jerez Reisco. Readers of The Burning Souls will already be familiar with DeGrell's life before and during the Second World War, his service on the Eastern Front, and his involuntary post-war exile in Franco, Spain. This new work tells the story of his life in exile in detail, replete with first-hand accounts from Spanish nationalists and friends of DeGrell. During his time in Spain, DeGrell did not wallow in sadness, despite the atrocities inflicted upon him and his family by the victorious Allied powers. He stayed remarkably active in European nationalist politics and left a lasting impression on both his personal friends and those from around the European world who took inspiration from his tenacious idealism. De Grel's enduring legacy in Spain is well-deserved. Such a legacy also deserves to be spread to both sides of the Atlantic and beyond. Antelope Hill is proud to be the first to bring this unparalleled biography to the English reader. Get Leon De Grel in exile today at antelopehillpublishing.com.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.